All right, so this week we're talking about media within the classroom and how I incorporate technology into my lessons with my students. Um, and, and more so just that, the role that technology plays within the classroom. So I started out with the EDU Topia video where it talked about media being a catalyst for change and in instruction. Um, and that really stood out to me as a point to say, am I using my media as a catalyst or just kind of a support for my students and for what I'm doing? Um, and in my reflection, I feel like there's a lot of ways that I can continue to use that as a catalyst, um, meaning it's going to really speed up the process, make it a lot better, um, and kind of enhance what we're doing instead of just going along with it. Because um, I think it talked a lot about technology in addition with the face-to-face -face instruction has helped to produce better achievement um, than either one of those alone. So allowing it to continue to build on what I'm already doing with my students face-to-face -face, um, and making sure that I'm getting better achievement for my students as a result of technology being incorporated. If I take that technology away and my students are still performing the same, then somewhere I'm, I'm lacking um, and I'm not bridging the gap between the two. So and when I add that technology in, my students should be doing a lot better than with just me alone um, and vice versa. If I were to take away me alone, do, do their grades, how do their grades change if it's just technology? Because those two together, you know, should show a lot, a lot more achievement. Um, it is allowing those students an opportunity to share their work. And it talked about a lot. And obviously, like, we don't just do things just to keep to ourselves a lot of times. We want people to find interest in it. We do things so people will look at it and go, oh, my goodness, look what they did. Um, so allowing students the opportunity to share with their work with people who actually are interested in reading it. And by being able to put it online and sharing it through various media sources, students are able to do that. Um, and people all over the world can can see their work, their research, their articles, their journals, different things that they've done depending on what grade level they're at and being able to share their work and see those responses from individuals. Um, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with a lot with improving the science learning by allowing my students to continue to collect and analyze data that maybe they receive as feedback from individuals who saw their work already online and kind of added to that. So the biggest challenge I have with technology kind of going off of that is are we kind of holding our students hands and not making them do much analyzation but rather just giving them the answers um and so that's one way that I want to continue to try and better how I use technology is kind of making sure that I'm not allowing students to just look up the answer but rather um, collecting and analyzing that data and putting it together like puzzle pieces um, to continue to build on it and come up with their own response that is not directly given to them. So being able to bring all these pieces together and say, hey, this is what the bigger picture is. Um, so I think being able to bring in different perspectives from those who read their work online and, and people who may, they get their imp input and feedback from that they may not have gotten had it not been online, um, I think is very important in adding in that extra piece of analyzation. Um, and then taking it a step further and being able to model that data and, and then having a purpose in that and saying, I'm modeling this so that somebody else can see what I'm doing. Without technology and before the time of technology, unfortunately, we didn't have as easy of a means for that, right? You had to get published and everything printed in order for somebody to be able to see 
your work and everything that you had done. Um, so I think it's a, a moment for students to be proud of the work they're doing in class and kind of a little bit more of an accountability piece and a, and a pride piece because I know a lot of times my students, if it doesn't have something in it for them and they can't be proud of it, they're not too eager to do it. So I think that would help with the willingness of students to want to jump on an activity. Um, you know, technology also, as we incorporate in the classroom, needs to be focused on preparing students to not only master our content, but be able to apply that content in ways that align with 21st century skills. Um, so when they go into the career field, great. So I teach science. Great, you know science, but can you apply it in a way that is effective in the world we live in now? So how can you take that science and incorporate technology into it? So making sure that when we let our students loose and then once they've graduated, um, are they able to really connect with that in their careers and know how to do research, know how to do um, data and analyzation on the computer using technology to kind of enhance their findings because especially in the science field, that's what people are going to want to see. Being able to use various means of technology to back up your research, um, to add to your data collection. So enabling them to have those skills when they leave high school so that they are career and college ready um, and they're not just learning those things the first time they step out of our doors. Um, so making sure that that usage of technology is not only purposeful but also meaningful um, and, and making sure that they know the long-term goals and the reasons for why we're incorporating technology. Um, the biggest thing that stood out to me also in the reading is when it talked about the technology gap. So right now, um, I'm actually in the middle of a transition between a Title I school and a private school. So at my Title I school, we have a large digital divide. So it talked about in the book about 66% of Blacks and 65% of Latinos, are. that's all that have access um, statistically to technology in the home, whether it be Wi-Fi, a working computer, even a cell phone, um, which, you know, I was kind of surprised by those numbers. Um, that's just a little over half. Um, so recognizing that, and I know a lot of students, that's why a lot of the different things I would love to do with technology is hard to incorporate in my classrooms right now where I'm at, because I know that when these students go home, a lot of times one they're probably working six and seven jobs just to help mom and dad pay the bills. But also, if they are at home able to do their homework, they probably don't have internet. They probably don't have the means to have a computer. Um, even when we assign them out in the one-to-one -one distribution, a lot of the students don't even pick them up because they know either one, they're going to get stolen from outside family members um, trying to sell them off, or they know that if they take them home, they just don't have internet access and, it, and it's kind of useless to carry it around anyways. Um, so our population at the school is, we have maybe 80% um, of our population is Black and Latino. Um, the other 20% are a lot of other minorities. So thinking of ways that I can help bridge that gap with my students and still incorporate technology, still continue to prepare them for their jobs when they leave high school and make sure that I've incorporated technology enough within my classroom to kind of make up for that gap that they have at home and make up for that lack of learning that they're getting outside of the classroom so that they're able to effectively use it as they continue to go on throughout life. Um, and making sure that while they're in my class and using technology, that that 
interaction is reinforcing their learning. Um, and I think that's key is if they were able to interact with technology outside of the classroom at home um, as they're studying for, for materials and things like that, I think that it would show a lot greater mastery of the, the different topics that I'm teaching. Um, but with statistically around 35 to 40% of my students not having that access, um, it's kind of challenging. So making sure that getting that reinforcement within the classroom since I, since it doesn't happen outside of that. Um, one of the things is what's something that I would like to do within my classroom kind of after reading some things. And, and one of those things is still something I've wanted to do in the past, more of a flipped classroom, um, allowing students to kind of gather um, just kind of a precursor to what we're doing and gather some information before we actually go over it in class, kind of get an introduction to what we're going to talk about um, and being able to extend on their classroom learning as they walk inside my class the next day. Um, so my goal, I, I give them guided notes and kind of introduce the topic during class and then we work on it. But um, my goal long term, especially as I enter into the private school where students have a lot more access to resources with technology, is to have them take those notes and kind of that introduction of here's what we're going to be talking about and here's like a little basis of how you do it. And then being able to utilize my entire class time of use interacting with what I just taught them. Um, so I teach chemistry, um, a little bit of earth science as well. So being able to actually do some more hands-on things, um, working out chemistry problems or actually going out in the field with earth science and being able to look at those different things um, and interact with the content more because then they've already had that introduction to it and we don't have to spend so much time on it. Um, so a flipped classroom is definitely something I aspire to, to hopefully incorporate into my classroom as I continue to grow in my teaching. Um, I think it'll be great at reinforcing learning like we just talked about a little bit ago. Um, one way of incorporating those common cores, the video you know, put it really well. It said, if it can be done better with technology, then do so. You know, yeah, I'm doing this great, but can I do it better if I add some different aspects of technology? So see, looking at areas in which I can help incorporate student technology into student engagement um, and just their mastery of understanding and, and taking that step farther and having their understanding of the 21st century and understand what that means with their skills and different things that they're going to be expected to do and how does my classroom relate to that and relate to preparing them um, in those five ways. So Another area that it talked about um, outside of that was technology for inclusion and disabilities, kind of an area I didn't really think much about um, until I looked and taught, I kind of read over it, which once I read it, I was like, wow, I never thought about it, but my students do this a lot. So I have a lot of ESL students, students that don't speak English as a primary language. So a lot of times, sometimes when we're doing assignments in class, it's going to take way too long for them to go in and look up each individual word in a dictionary. So a lot of times I'll kind of guide them towards Google Translate and helping them if they if we're writing a paper, allowing them to go into Google Translate and get that aid in a sentence that they need. Or maybe it's a, a, a couple sentences that they're not sure what to translate um, to help kind of keep them on pace with everyone else. 
um, but also effectively communicating their ideas. Because at the end of the day, you know, that English language is going to come. But if you can tell me what I've been teaching you, even if you're telling me in your language and having to translate it over, that's my goal. I need you to master science. Um, and the English language is going to come with more exposure and more um immersion yes it's very important for them to you know learn to immerse themselves and kind of not have that crutch of google translate but a lot of my students are very new to america um and still need that extra little help so it also helps like i said with class pacing so that students don't fall too far behind um students with disabilities it talked about i have some students with some hearing impairments so thinking about the different ways that it covered that it could help students with hearing impairments or coming up with new ways that technology can help students that need braille um so i think that was an interesting point because when we think about technology we don't think about how many times it may though it's a great accommodation for a lot of students what about those who can't see um without you know technology unfortunately on my cell phone or on the computer and different things like that it doesn't it doesn't pop up with little bubbles so i can feel what the words are if i were to be blind um so i think what good part comes up is being able to um like i know when you scroll through the tv you have voice guide and, and computers also have kind of, kind of the same thing so being able to accommodate those students with disabilities um and, and, and capitalize on their learning and kind of extend on their learning as well, um, reinforcing their mastery. So keeping in mind that though it's a great tool for a lot of us um, and prepares prepares us for life outside or prepares our students for life outside of high school, um, understanding that it presents unique challenges to some students. Um, and helping as a teacher, you know, our goal is to help our students overcome that challenge. So overall, um, I learned a whole lot about technology in the classroom and how to continue to incorporate it in. Um, kind of became a little bit bigger of a fan of incorporating technology. Like I said, um, I've used to look at it as a way of our students are just going and finding the answer. So I think I learned a lot of different skills on how to have them go and put the pieces together rather than just finding that answer. And a lot of the information that I read um, and even saw in some of the videos that were posted really kind of gave me some different perspectives that I hadn't had before about technology in the classroom. So I'm looking forward to how it can grow and how my students can do better. Um, I think it'll definitely help with differentiation throughout my classroom um, and making sure that everybody's accommodated at their learning pace. So I'm definitely eager to see where technology can um, continue to help me grow in the classroom. All right, and that's all for tonight. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And hopefully, you know, some of the ideas that I've shared can continue to help you grow in the classroom as well. Um, any of you listening um, and, and let me know with your feedback if um, what you think.